full-time whistle at the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. And for the first time ever, Colombia are in a World Cup quarter-final. Unbridled joy from a Colombian strong crowd. A 1-0 win. Warriors hunting one more try near the end of the game. Asubalangi is going to get it, and it's right under the post. That is going to do it. And the Warriors start 2023 with an encouraging performance in this pre-season challenge trial game. French now with the run down the left-hand side. Across into the box. Opening goal from Diami. The French, fearsome, emphatic, and brilliant for a 4-0 win. Yes, welcome back. Just after 7 o'clock, it is a Wednesday, the 9th of August, and I'm up here in Tamaki, Makoto. I'm in Auckland with the lads' studio, and it's just about bricky time when we shoot over to the local cafe here and get a wee bap. But before then, we've got a bit of work to do. Clue number two, who am I? My daughter has won a World title. Ooh. My daughter has won a world title. We've got two dudes uh, prize pack for you. Kiwi made natural men's products that make you look good, feel good and do good. I notice I haven't had to say that other credit <laughs> no. anymore. Well, you don't have to say it anymore, mate. After did that, that just blow up? That social blow, still did it just up. get cut? Still, no, still blowing up. Actually, the two dudes, guys, they uh, they liked me on Instagram is that what you say or, or followed, followed and, then, <laughs> and then sent me a message ah yeah happy as mate they, the boys are happy as with uh, with that little bit of Spielberg um, mm. thanks to Captain K um, do they think your boys look good after that they? well they do yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, and, nice and uh, nice and smooth it's a bit of advice here Kempi don't go send your photos of them <laughs> alright my friend that'll come back to haunt you <laughs> alright uh, Mike's asked us to say the multi again for today at Rickenham Park Synthetic and this is the multi that was sent through for you. It is a place bet multi. Three races. Race two, not a bad pony. Race six, French Rose. And race eight, Glorified. All for a place. So have a look at that. And uh, hopefully you get paid from one of our awesome listeners that have just given us a bit of gravy this morning. Watch out. Race number nine, Tina.com on board. Fellas tipping out hoy haul all over the place this morning. Hopefully Takazis get paid. Brett, watch out, Kempi. You don't think? Uh, yeah, oh, look, everyone's talking about watch out and whether or not can do it. But I think what Tim tipped out this morning, you know, Tim, Tim the thing with Tim Mills is he's on course. He's talking to all the trainers. He's talking to the people that are out doing track work, you know, um, and that's the bully that you want to listen to. So when he's tipping out these runners, he's heard enough to think that they can win. Um, but if you look at the odds, well, it's better off just taking a little bit of a nibble than trying to take a big bite like you normally do, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, always on the tail, never on the nose. Look, I need something because that red tick of doom as well, Alvin. That red tick, that's the worst tick and red uh, red thing you can get on your notification. So hopefully we'll get a bit of luck. Thank you so much for those wee tips this morning. It's Tradies Hour with Night and Day. Start your morning with a hell of a coffee from just $4.50 at your local night and day. And Rick Dog FIFA Football Women's World Cup is well and truly into the 
big stages of that event, which has been awesome to watch. I've absolutely loved it. The numbers, the viewership is absolutely flying. FIFA must be so proud and so pumped that Australia and New Zealand have been able to invigorate and really become a part of this tournament. It's gone from strength to strength, and now we're into the knockout stages, my friend. Yeah, looking at those uh, quarterfinals, which uh, kick off this weekend, and uh, there's two in, in New Zealand, two in Australia. We've got Spain and the Netherlands, and Japan and Sweden here, and then Aussie and France and England and Colombia over there. So, man, some uh, some big games, but some big names missing, is he? Mm, highly ranked teams that are being part of this. Who who has been probably the most disappointing in terms of this World Cup? Oh, probably the USA. Mm, I think yeah. you know. I mean, there's a team that there have been eight World Cups so far. They've won four of them. Mm. They've won the last two. You know, they've got the big stars. You've seen the ads that they did? Yeah. I mean, they made a mind... Set themselves up, really. Oh, a mate of mine lives in the States. Said, like, you know, ads are pre-programmed. They lost that penalty shootout. The network threw to ads. That was the first ad that came on. Oh. Was them going on about how no no. one's going to beat them. Uh, Said, like, you know, (laughs) since the timing was terrible. So, yeah, they're absolutely wearing it back in the States. So they're an ageing squad. And, you know, they've had some quality players throughout the years. It's no surprises that they come to the situation where they haven't been that impressive. Or have they? Have they just failed to fire in this tournament? Well, they had 14 players make their World Cup debut mm. this time round, right? So, yes, you say it's ageing squad. They've lost players yeah. who have retired. But they had some really good players, like Sophia Smith. Is yeah. a star. When you said her name, I saw her take on Netherlands. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. She's got gas. Yeah, man. And Trinity Rodman, Dennis mm. Rodman's daughter, she's a star. Like Both those players tear up the, the US League, which is one of the probably top three leagues in the world. So I thought, looking at this, yes, they've lost experience, but they've got some real talent coming through. And I thought with Julie Ertz sort of holding things together at the back, Alex Warner lead, Morgan leading the line, they had enough leadership there. But I don't think, I don't think there was... Um, that, that it's a happy camp. Mm. I, I think there's something wrong in the camp, whether or not they don't see eye to eye with the coach or what it is. But, yeah, I mean, he's not much longer for the for, for that job, I don't think. Yeah, the, who was the old goalkeeper that um, played for the USA? She's coming Hope out. Solo. Hope Solo. Yeah, she's coming out, I think, and said Hans that they, were, they, were, they weren't fit <laughs> enough. I don't, I don't know if that's that's true or not. I think it's more of a management style. What about the Tillies, mate, and the run that they've had? You know, um, the Australians, are, they're playing on home soil. Do you think they get past France and it's a fairy tale? You know, we look at what our uh, our team done here last year in the Rugby World mm. Cup for for New Zealand. Do the Tillies go on a run and get through the final? It'll be interesting. I don't think so. My my gut is no. Mm. I think the French will be too good. I mean, the French were semi finalists at the Euros last year, um, and they continue to improve. They're they're a team that's on the build. Their league is really strong as well. They've got some of the best players in the world. Uh, Sam Kerr. If mm. Sam Kerr was fully fit and had played all the way through She's this tournament, play this full. Start. She'll have starting? to, yeah, I think. Um, but she, I don't know how sharp or how fit she is, so you know that could be key as well. So now I've got I've got France going through over the Aussies. But that said, home advantage can do funny things, right? And they're playing. They're going to be pr- playing at Lang Park. They're playing in Brisbane this game, so the crowd's right on top of you there. It's going to be a great atmosphere. What do we do, lads? What do we do here? You know, this is Australia. They are our neighbours. They are our family. We jump on the Australian wagon. And we show them our support. Well, you got f- who are you supporting when you come to the final teams? Oh, well, you got France too. Like, <laughs> maybe we just leave that one. You know, well, we've got France. In the, <laughs> we've got France in the first game up at the World Cup. Um, the Rugby World Cup, and you've got Australia, France, but maybe we just leave that one, and we go to the other one, which is England, Colombia, which is Colombia's been the the team of the tournament, knocking out Jamaica mm. um, last night. But 
they they reckon England are the team to get in the final. They're the shortest favourite at the moment. What's what's the? I guess if there is a fairy tale, we're mm. talking about the the Australians. But what about Colombia, mate? Can they can they do the unthinkable? Well, you know, looking at England, I think they can. Um, and I mean, if I'm going to put a bet on this match, I'm going to bet on England. But I, I wouldn't rule Colombia out because England haven't been that impressive. Mm. Like they are the Euro champions, they are the shortest price favourites, but they ha- they've only played well once. They've had four games at this tournament. They put six past China, who are ranked 14th in the world. That was no mean feat. That was a great performance. That's the only time they've stood up. They haven't really found their groove. Uh, and the Colombians, I think. Uh, they've they've really got some confidence. They've got some very very good players. Uh, there's a, a a winger called uh, Lydia Caicedo uh, who plays for them. Who's a young player. She's only 18. She is absolute fire. So the Colombians could cause an upset in that game. It'll be a lot will depend on how they recover from last night because mm. I mentioned it before. But that Jamaica Colombia game, boys, mm. they were kicking lumps out of each <laughs> other. That was a physical physical game. So a lot will depend on how they recover from that. But yeah, England haven't been great. I mean, they, Nigeria, they drew nil all with mm. Nigeria. Nigeria ranked 40th in the world, right? And that's no that's not to throw any shade at Nigeria, but if you're England and European champions, you should be brushing that team aside. Well, that's the question for you, Rick Dog. The Ferns, you know, they, mm. they competed, they will be disappointed with the missed opportunity, but you're getting teams that are highly ranked in terms of rankings in the world. Yeah. Is the gap closing, and for us as football Ferns and, and a footballing nation now... How do we close that gap? Can we close that gap here? Uh, well, I, th- I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done because that's one of the things that's really stood out for me, Izzy, is that I, I looked at some of these teams like, you know, the Nigerias, for example, who are ranked 40th in the world. We're ranked 25th or 26th in the world, mm. and we're not close to them, mm. I don't think. We, 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 we've got good defenders. We've got a good goalkeeper. We seem to struggle with inventive players and, and pace up front. You know, we've got Paige Satchel, who I rate, mm. but her first touch isn't great. Like, she's got mm. heaps of gas, but she needs to improve her first touch. Grace Jale didn't get enough opportunities, uh, so hard to say at this level. But, I mean, to give you an idea, Nigeria ranked 40th, right? I said that. Are they accurate, those rankings? Well, they're as accurate as they can be. The yeah. problem is that they play a lot of other teams in their same area, and Africa's not a hotbed of no. women's football at the mm. moment. It's, it's like 50 years behind the men's game, really, over in Africa. But that Nigerian team... They played the football ferns in Turkey in a in a friendly tournament in April and beat them three nil. Yeah, you know. So and and that's a team that's ranked what fifteen places below us. So we shouldn't be losing that game three nil. So New Zealand football needs to look at what it's doing in terms of pathways and also developing players who maybe aren't so. I don't want to use the term robotic because that's not fair. But you know pl- they play within a system, so they mm. don't. That it's all about the passing. It's not about that flair and being able to take players on and take players out of, uh, players out of the game. It's fine. It's finding that channel in it when you when you're putting that ball through and talking about that. The best at the tournament so far is in the other uh, quarter final, which is Japan up mm. against Sweden. And you know it's going to be a good game. This one, I think, this one could actually be the final. Um, but are Japan just too good at the moment for any? It looks like when you look through that, I'm on that Japan's top eight, wagon. I think Japan, <laughs> mate. Like watching them, even in their last game, they were so slick. Mm. Yeah, but Japan have looked great. They've probably been the team that's looked best at the tournament, I think, um, so far. Uh, it's just whether they can keep that consistency up. And running into Sweden, Sweden are the highest ranked team left in the tournament, right? So they're third in the world. And I watched them through the group stages because they played Argentina, Italy, and I'm trying to remember who else they played. Uh, Oh, South Africa at the tournament, and that was a that was a tough group, and they made it look mm. reasonably easy. Yeah. And the other thing that they do really well, which will be interested to see how Japan combat, 
is the set piece, right? The corners and the free kicks. There's a, um, a player that they have, uh, the Swedes, who um, plays at um, Amanda Elistad, her name is, plays at Arsenal. She scored three goals at this tournament, all headed from corners. So she's she's a big, what you expect from a big Nordic-type player. Like, she's tall, she's blonde, wide shoulders, she gets up, she's great with her head. Can the Japanese defend her? Mm. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But she scored, like I said, she scored three from corners at this tournament off the head against Argentina and Italy combined. I think maybe this is where Japan could come unstuck. I think the Swedes are going to be a really tough proposition for them. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm right on the J- Japanese bandwagon. W eight double three. are you enjoying the FIFA Women's World Cup and who are you supporting? Are you going for our neighbours, Australia? Are you hoping that the fairy tale can continue? Can they get over France? Or who else are you backing? I'm on Japan's wagon. I think uh, they're very, very impressive. I've loved their play, their attacking mindset, and I think that's the difference with... Other nations compared to us, Rick Dog, is defensively we've always been safe. Yeah. But you think of the identity of us as young kids growing up playing rugby, we love to just play instinctual rugby, play attacking rugby. That's our mindset. Is it a mindset thing in terms of the football ferns? Are they stuck and not being brave enough to be brave to attack? You know, like we had opportunities, but defensively very good, but attacking wise, just I think we lacked a little. Yeah, and I think that's a bit of a hangover. You know, the last couple of yeah, Kikum Kova mm. has tried to change that, but I just don't know that she's got the the cattle, if you like, to play the way she wants to play at the mm. moment. I mean, under Tom Samani, he was a very good coach. I mean, he coached the Matildas, he coached the US women's team, he coached us for a little while, and he looked at what he had and he played really defensively and just tried to hit teams on the break. Just didn't just didn't back him. So it's a co- it's a co- coaching issue that uh, won't allow them to express themselves. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a bit of that, but I also think if you're coaching at the top level, you look at what's available and you mm. go, "How can I get this team to get a result?" Well, it's not by playing that way; it's mm. by playing safe and, and trying to hit teams on the break. So I think once again, it comes back to development of players. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I saw somebody actually uh, on a on a chat group talking about we have girls playing with boys a lot in uh, in, eight, in in younger ages. Mm. And what tends to happen then is the girls play at the back, ah. right? And the boys take the ball. Yeah. And and so they're saying, look, it's great that they get the physical challenge of playing with boys and there's, they, there's more teams and everything, but is it giving them the ability to get on the ball and learn to, to be a playmaker, for example, or learn to do things mm. on the ball uh, that, that we're not seeing at the moment from our top players? I can understand that. Me and Corey Jane went and played for my wife's social netball team. We never got invited back. <laughs> never got invited back. We were as greedy as hell, shooting everything, and just dominated it. And we were just, I was yelling at my wife too, and she didn't like that. Um, just too competitive. So I can understand. Hopefully they can you know, find a way to create a more attacking mindset just quickly, FIFA, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of chat about pay equity. Yep. Surely there's no excuse. 2027 is when they're going to get to a stage where it equals the men's pay. Yep. They're at, I think, a 30 million prize pack now. Yep. They got no excuses right now with what this tournament's been able to do, the involvement of the fans from a broadcasting point of view. There is no excuses. No, there's not. Well, what, I, what is your take on it? Well, I, I would say there is an excuse this time. And Be careful, and, your wife's listening. I know. <laughs> but uh, from, a, from a FIFA point of view, what they've done this time is they mm. used to bundle the Women and Men's World Cup together, right? So if you're Sky TV in New Zealand, you get both yep. for the price of one. Now they've split it, right? So now, to an extent, the women's game has to stand on its own. So the broadcast rights for the men's game go to the men's teams. The broadcast rights for the women's game go to the women's. So it's got to prop that up. 
that's why you saw Gianni Infantino mm. sort of talking about, hey, what we're getting from bids from TV companies in England and, and Germany and things aren't good enough. We just won't show it there if you're not going to bid properly. So that shows that FIFA have gone, hang on, we're not getting the money we thought we were going to get here. So FIFA have got the money to prop that up, yeah. but it's how long they're going to do it for. Uh, I mean, I, th- I think this tournament, uh, there's 23 players, including three goalkeepers in a team, in a squad. So if you are the champions, uh, you, you pretty much take home about four and a half million for the team, mm. and then that gets split, but it depends how much the association takes wow. and how much the players get. But that is probably only about half, if maybe not even half of what the men's team would get. Yeah, so 150000 each potentially. Something like that, yeah. You might max out it, which is not bad um, in saying that. Uh, look, oh, you think for Germany that they, they've seen the, the riding on the wall. Mm. They didn't want it because they knew their team would bundle out. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean, the other thing you've seen is like, you know, the Nigerians, mm. uh, they're still arguing with their FA about how much they're going to get paid for being at this World Cup. And the Jama- and the Jama- is it the Jamaicans had to crowdfund to get here. Yeah, yeah, they did. In fact, uh, yeah. you brought it up, uh, Kempi, before we came on. Uh, Bob Marley's granddaughter was is one of their big backers. She's the one that really uh, helped them get here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing when you're talking about that type of money, Rick. That's uh, mate, you know your stuff around mm. the football. That's good. That's it's great, very isn't it? good, mate. Great to have you part of the team, there, Rick Dog, and giving us all the the lowdown on the FIFA Women's World Cup. Absolutely loving it. The the action is here on SCNZ as well, so you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go watch TV. Just put it on your app, and you can tune into all the games right here on SCNZ. That was Katie Ball. Sorry, that was Ricardo Ball talking all things FIFA Women's World Cup. We'll shoot off and come back with Off the Back Fence with Uncle Tony Kemp. You're listening to Izzy and Kemp for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day.